Welcome to the Kitchen Sink Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Starting in July 2021, the meeting will be hybrid. You will still be able to attend the meeting via Zoom. Please go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. So, my name is Gail. I'm a compulsive overeater, 100-pounder. Thank, thank you, Jack, for, for asking me to speak. Jack is a very important part of my program, which I'll talk about. I have photos, which I'm going to pass around, but I'm sorry you guys can't see them. But if you call me, I'll, I'll zoom them to you and show them to you. So, anyway, so I wanted to talk about, um, first, get the numbers out of the way. I um, came into Overeaters Anonymous in 1989, February 20th. My abstinence day is February 21st, 1989. It's the most important day of my life. And so I'm 32 and a half years abstinent, and I'm, down, I'm enjoying every second of having around 130-some-odd-pound weight loss. And when I say I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying every bit of being a normal size. I'm enjoying it. So... And what I want to say, what it was like, what I also want to say before I even say what it was like is that working this program and keeping my weight off and be, having a normal, normal thinking pattern is so much easier than being in the food and being overweight. So whatever I thought was going to be so hard if I put the food down, it's not, nothing is harder than being fat and in the food. For me, that's my experience. So there is nothing harder. There is nothing harder than that. So that was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life, in my 69 years of life, is being in the food and being overweight. So I just have to say that. So anything I've gone through in the past 32 and a half years has been easier than being fat and in the food. So I have to say that ahead of time. So anyway, so I... Um, I came into OA um, via Jack Saul over here. He's sitting right here. I just want to say what it was. What else? I just want to say what it, what, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. But I want to talk about how I got here first, because what it was like was I ate a lot and I couldn't stop eating and I couldn't process my life. I couldn't process anything that had to do with um, being on this earth. I did not like being in the human experience. I could not function like a human being. When anything happened, I would go to food rather than learn how to solve anything. So that's what I did. I solved my problems by not solving my problems. I had a pot of spaghetti on my stove 24-7 when I first got, got out of my parents' house, my mother's house. My father just died at age 20. And I left my mother's house. I got an apartment, and I had a pot of spaghetti on my stove 24-7 so that every time I walked by, I could scoop it because I needed to stay numb, and food, different foods numb me. So um, anyway, so it was, it was not an easy life. I was 240 pounds in high school, and it just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun to be overweight, could not move my body, could not go to a gym, could not date normally, could not do anything normally, could not have a friendship normally, could not be honest normally, could not do any of the stuff that, that I do now. So, okay, that, so that was, was what it was like. And if you see pictures, you'll see what it was like. I, wear, I weigh, wear a size 28 dress, which was gigantic. We're very big, like a big moo-moos and stuff. So, anyway, oh, there she's going to show that. That's not, that's not my big picture. That's oh. my normal picture. <laughs> that's my wedding picture. I was normal size then. It looked, that's, my, that's, my, that's my high weight over there. And then next to me is me now. 
which is okay. So anyway, so you're showing those kind of pictures, okay? So what it, so okay, this is like distracting, like okay. I can't believe. Sorry. Anyway, so um, so I was at a Hanukkah party in December of 1988. Jack and I had the same friend. Her name is Rose. She's not in this program, and she's in a different 12-step program. And I was sitting at the coffee table shoveling every everything that was on the coffee table food-wise, shoveling it into my face. And Jack walked up with a cup of, a, a styrofoam cup of coffee and thin, and he wasn't thin in high school when I knew him. And the first thing I said was, why aren't you eating and why are you thin? Because <laughs> I didn't, I never, I hadn't seen him in all those years. And he said, I don't eat in between meals. And I thought, What's, what's, I didn't even know what a meal was, to be honest with you. you know, I never stopped eating, ever, ever, ever. So all of a sudden, so he, he piqued my interest. That's all he said. And he stood there. And I don't remember if we had a conversation or not. I don't remember anything, but I remember asking him about what he does. He told me he goes to Overeaters Anonymous. I, we, we were at a party where everybody was in N.A., Narcotics Anonymous. I had never taken a drug in my life. So I, I, I knew that I was, I was, my, I should say my top weight is around 280-ish around there somewhere. I'm not sure exactly. I'm in touch with friends that tell me it was around 280. One of my friends says 265. One says 280. I'm just not sure, so I just say 280. I don't know really exactly. I wasn't, like, scale wasn't my friend at the time, so I, I didn't, you know, I don't know if I even had one. But they told, two of my friends told me 280, so I'm just going to go with that. And then, as I said, the other ones said 265 and blah, blah, blah. So it does 15 pounds one way or the other. So um, anyway, so he piqued my interest enough to ask. I really wanted to be part of this group, and I never took drugs, and they're all in recovery from, they're all in sobriety from drugs. But I wanted to speak their language, so I thought, well, I know that I'm bigger than everybody in the room. Maybe I could talk to Jack and I could ask him what I do so I could have the language. It wasn't, I had no desire on our tradition three, only requirement is desire to stop eating compulsively. I had no desire to stop eating compulsively. None. And I had no desire to ever lose. I, I didn't even know. I had no desire. I had no desire except I had to haul my body up every morning. My desire was to haul my body up so I could get more food in me. That was my big desire. So all of a sudden, I, I so anyway, so I contacted Jack and he snail mailed me because we didn't have email in 1989. He mailed me um, a meeting list. And February 20th, I went to my first meeting was on a Monday in a dingy place in Van Nuys, somebody's house. He had a round table, a, a, a lamp going down like, you know, you're going to be interrogated and nothing else in this whole apartment. And we sat around there, and it was a step study. And I did not know what a step was. But I sat there, and it was a writing. We, we wrote on a step. I don't know what step. I don't remember. But I cried and cried and cried. Two people, two ladies, took me by the hand, took me to my next meeting the next morning where I found my sponsor. And my, it was my first day of abstinence. She told me what to eat. I ate it. And I want to talk more about, okay, so, okay, I have, like, around 13 minutes. So, um... I started off my abstinence with my abs I want to talk about my program. I don't want to talk about what it was like anymore. I was really big. I had no life, and it was really horrible. I did have a career, but I had nothing else. I have no idea how I even had a career, so, but I did for some reason. But nothing, it was, it was just 
awful. And I did, I'd have to have four hours to talk about it, so I'm not going to do that. So, okay, so I came into OA, and I got a sponsor that morning. The morning of my abstinence, I got a sponsor. And the way I got a sponsor was somebody came up to me and said, can I be your sponsor? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so she said, you're supposed to find somebody who has what you want, and then you ask them to be your sponsor. So I asked her for her financial statement so I could see if she had what I wanted, because I was already successful financially. I did. I asked her for that. She was a school principal, and she, she must have thought I was out of my mind, but I was out of my mind. So if she did not have to give me her... She convinced me that she was okay because she had a condo and so did I. She had a nice car, so did I. She wasn't totally thin, but I didn't want that. So there, at the time, now I do, but I didn't want that at the time. So she started sponsoring me. She was so nasty and mean. And she told me what to eat, but she didn't tell me the amounts. And what my absence was in the beginning was, was just to eat meals and not binge. Not compulsive, not binge, like not... Not have a you know a, a drawer full of, of food in my in my drawer like I used to have, and not and just eat meals. So what I did is, I started off and she told me I had to have oatmeal in the morning for breakfast. I started off. I still have the bowl. The bowl was a salad bowl of oatmeal in the beginning. That's what it was. But that's what I, she told me. Tell me the amounts. If she told me any less, I wouldn't have been able to do it. And the bowl, as I started working the program started getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Now I don't even eat oatmeal. I don't eat starch anymore because I'm too old. It just doesn't metabolize anymore. But, um, but it started off with literally a salad bowl of oatmeal every morning. And what I did, so I want to make sure I remember what I did. So what I did is I, I was single at the time, and I went to fellowship three meals a day. I would go to a, the log cabin every morning on Robertson every morning, and we'd have breakfast. I'm still friends with some of the people from Log Cabin um, that I knew from the Log Cabin meeting. So I would go, we would go to breakfast, we would go to um, the farmer's market on 3rd and Fairfax, and we'd have breakfast, then I would go to work, and then I would come and have lunch with people, and then I would go, after work, I would go to a meeting and have dinner with people. And I got to see what a meal looked like, because I had no idea. When I was in the food, my meals were not, they were not meals, they were just... I don't want to say what they were because I don't want to tempt, you know, I don't want to um, set up anybody. But it was horrible. It was, when I look back, it was pretty sad and horrible. So anyway, so I started learning what a meal was. And my meals were very huge at the time. And what I had to do is, and I think this is really important for me at least, and I hope it's important to you. I had to put down the food that made me overweight doesn't matter if it's my alcoholic food or it does matter my alcoholic foods which I'll explain what they are if, it, if I have time are my absence my black and white absence I do not eat those foods no matter what if I'm dying if you put a gun to my head I do not eat those foods then I have also I have foods that just don't keep me at my weight that I want to be which is what I want to be now so I don't eat those either because I want to stay this weight I want to stay sane also I don't want to think about and have regrets so I had to put down the food and this was a process. It took a long time. That, and, um, and I had to pick up a pen and start doing my writing and start working the steps. My pen and my writing, my writing is my favorite tool, and it still is. I use all the tools, but writing is my favorite tool. Okay. So I started working the steps immediately as soon as I got the sponsors. She had me buy an AA 12 and 12. That's what we had. We did not have OA literature except for the brown book, the stories. So she had me buy an AA 12 and 12 and a big book. 
and I had a red pen in my hand, and I went in the AA book, AA 12 and 12, and I crossed out alcohol, and I wrote down food. So when it says um, in the first paragraph about only providence could help us, and that we have, gla- it says glass in hand, I crossed out glass, I put plate. I put food, I put instead of alcohol. And I just started working, the steps work doing that way. So what I would do is cross out food, put, cross out alcohol, put food, and then I would do writing on each paragraph. And I wrote all my steps that way, and I still do it that way. Every paragraph I would write on, sometimes every sentence. And I just kept doing that and doing that, and I kept writing. And I remember my first week of abstinence, I was dating one of those guys in the in the in the NA meeting at the, um, that party. I was kind of dating himish, kind of. What, what my dating was at the time, not what it is, not what would, I'm, not, I'm married now, so I don't date. But, um, but but when I when I dated in a normal life, you know, after recovery, is not what I was dating then. I was dating this guy, and he called me after a week of of me being um, absent. And he said, "I cannot date you anymore because my sponsor said I can't date newcomers." Because, and I said, well, I'm not new to NA. What are you talking about? And he said, I am not allowed to date newcomers, and you're new to OA. You're newly abstinent, and you need to work your program, and I can't date you. And I was so upset with him, and I didn't understand. And I was so mad, but I had heard enough in the first – how many meetings did I go to in one week? I probably went to 20 meetings at least, so I was going to three a day. And so what I did is I – instead of eating – I picked up the phone and called somebody because I was taught that we um, we have we make phone calls in this meeting in this program. So I called this lady. I'll never for her name was Pat. I called her and she said, "Write and call me back." Bang, hangs up on me because we used to have those phones where you could bang down. You can't do that anymore. You can't bang. You can't hang up on anybody like with a lot of um things. So I did it. What the heck? I I actually I was doing my step work already and I did my writing of how stupid he was and how stupid his sponsor was and how angry I was. And I called her back and I read it, but I didn't eat. I didn't overeat. I didn't eat at all over it. And that's when you know, the program started working in my life. And it's taken a long time to get to where, you know, where I could think normally. I don't think normally all the time, by the way, but when I think normally. So what I do is I want to talk about, let me see. This went fast. So, um, Nine years of absence, I met, my, I met my now husband, so I had enough tools to be able to um, have a normal relationship with a person, with a man. I did not, was not able to do that before. We actually dated, got to know each other. We got to know each other, like, like really want to know our char- each other's character, and we got to know each other. And then we um, dated and got serious and made a commitment to each other, and then we had sex. And then we got engaged, and then we got married. We did it like in an order of like a like a healthy person, you know, where it wasn't like I like before. You know, I was just wanted to be touched so bad because I was so big. So anybody who had touched me, I would just want them to. And not many people, not many men wanted to. So it never it never was an issue. But um, five minutes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So anyway, so I met him. So I've gotten to. I had to get a dating sponsor, and then I had to get a, a getting married sponsor. And people, they, they held my hand through this whole thing. Somebody held my hand while I dated him. Somebody held my hand while I prepared to get married. 
you know, and now I have a lot of married friends that, you know, we all talk to each other, but we all badmouth our husbands, kind of like, jokingly, of course. But, you know, we're all like, oh, men are like that. Oh, my God. You know, and so Roger, my husband and I have been together 23 and a half years, married for 20 years. And we have a really good marriage. And it's, I would not be able to be in a family. I, there's three stepkids, five grandchildren. It's not going to happen if I don't um, work this program. So my, I want to talk to you about what I do every day. Every day. I get up in the morning, obviously, and pee, obviously. That's what we all do. And then I weigh myself. And the reason I weigh myself every day is my, my um, sponsor for many years was Maxine, who who co-founded this program. And she she's still, she's 90, she still weighs herself every day. So I could call her right now and say, what do you weigh today? And she'll tell me. So what did you eat today? She's still abstinent. Anyway, so um, she taught me to weigh myself every day, and I still do it. It just helps me, and just for me personally. It's a, it's a tool that I use to make sure that I don't have too much salt and all that stuff. It really helps. So anyway, and then I have breakfast with my husband. We have dogs, and we take them outside by the pool. We have two puppies, and we play, I play with them and do all that stuff. We have our breakfast. And what I do before I eat my breakfast is I text my sponsor what I'm going to eat because nothing goes in the mouth until it goes in her ear. And it goes on a text, so it goes in her eye, really. It doesn't go in her ear. So um, anything, anyway, I do not eat anything, nothing. I don't have coffee. I don't have water before it goes to her. That's, my, that's the rule we set. And that makes me accountable. And then after breakfast, I go into my office and I do my writing. And what I do is, and I send it to my sponsor, I do my, um, my, what I ate yesterday, what I'm going to eat today, my tense, what my absence is, which I'm, I don't know if I have time, I'll talk about it. But if not, you could call me and ask me. Um, okay, and then um, I write a 10th step. I write from the big book. I, I do step work all the time, but I write from the big book right now every day, one paragraph. I'm going to go through the whole big book. It might take me the rest of my life, but I'm going to do it. I'm on um, to the wives right now. So I just have to switch it around because I'm the addict, so I'm the husband right now. So anyway, so I write on every paragraph. I do a gratitude list, and then I um, send it to her. Every day. So I do like, I also do like a little, in my 10th stuff, I'll do a little schedule of what I'm doing that day and stuff. And that's what I do every morning before I do anything else. And then I could go work out and have my day. I've been retired 20 years since I've been married. So, um, you know, I have a day of, um, of charity work, really. I do a lot of volunteer work. So um, anyway, so if I have time. So my abstinence. My abstinence has evolved through the years. At first it was no compulsive overeating and I had to eat meals. So I had to learn what they were. And then I started adding food to my abstinence. I think I was abstinent maybe 11, 12, somewhere years. And I started adding foods. I noticed that there's some foods that I just wanted too much. And I thought, I don't want to do that to myself. So I, put, so I started put, with my sponsor and with a lot of writing, a lot of praying, a lot of um, planning, a lot of time in between, a lot of writing, depending on what the food was. And I would put it, I put that. So I, have, I abstained from flour, nuts, chips and any kind of candy. So that kind of like, and then my food plan is my food plan and it keeps me, I'm down around 130 some odd pounds. So it keeps me, I'm five foot six and I weigh in my 140s. So I'm, my BMI is 23. So whatever, so I stay pretty much a normal size. And I'm 69 and a half and I, my metabolism died at age 60. So <laughs> completely. My husband took me to the Caribbean for my 60th birthday and I always say that I left my metabolism in the Caribbean because it didn't come back with me, that's for sure. But I'm able to, I'm able to stay at a normal size though. But it, takes, it took a lot of investigation, a lot of work to figure out 
what to do to be healthy and to, um, you know, to be able to maintain a healthy body weight. It took a lot. So anyway, but I'm doing, it's, it's God. It's all, by the way, all this is God. This is not me. I just, I believe in a higher power that helps me through everything. So, um, and I'm not going to go into details because it's already, I only have one more minute. So, um, but if you want to know any of this stuff, I could, I could answer questions. I think we have questions and answers. So, um, on page 53, I just want to talk about God one second. Is on page 53, it says, God is everything or God is nothing, which one will it be? And you could pick out which one. It doesn't have to be God. It could be anything. But I know that there's a power that's not me that helps me stay abstinent that I could draw on. And I don't care what I call it, to be quite frank with you. I don't care. I just call it whatever it's going to do. I call upon this power to help me make good food decisions. And it's working because I really am just... Full of gratitude. My gratitude list is 10 things. It could be 100 things every day. I'm so full of gratitude because I don't have to walk around. Oh, it's time already. Okay, so thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Jack, for asking me to speak. Thank you. Okay. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of mine are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. If you asked a question last week, please wait until the first three questions have been asked before raising your hand. Okay, and it says also, if you have a question and are in person, raise your hand. If you are on Zoom, type your question in the chat, and tech host will read it out to the out loud, I guess it's supposed to be, to the group and speaker. We will alternate between in-person and online questions. I will repeat the question before answering. Oh, my God. Am I, am I, am I, um, could the last one been you, then you? The lady in the red, do it go back and forth, or how do I do that? Sure. I was told to ask how I sponsor. I sponsor exactly how I work my program, and most people do not want to do this kind of work, so most people do not stay with me very long, um, to be honest with you. So I feel like I'm not a good sponsor because I just I just ask people to do what I do. So And what I do is exactly what I said in the morning. I get up. I weigh myself. I don't care if people weigh themselves or not, but I do my step work. And I call my sponsor when she tells me to, and I go to meetings, and I share, and I take calls, I make calls, I use all the tools, and that's what I, how I sponsor. So um, that's how I sponsor. But I'm not successful at being a sponsor, I have to be honest with you, at all. I'm not. I'm, just not, I'm not successful at it because most people, they, they find it too hard, but I found being fat too hard. So I'm just being blunt, I know, and I know I don't mean to be hurtful, but that's what I found harder. So, you know, I could do 45 minutes of writing every day or I could be fat 24 hours a day. I decided I'd rather do the writing, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, anyway, so that's how. We have a question for Zoom. How did you figure out what a normal size serving was? That's a very good question. What I did is I would go to fellowship with my fellows that were abstinent before me. And I was horrified when I saw what a plate of food looked like, to be honest with you. But I did not, was not able to do 
exactly the, the um, normal size plate in the beginning. So what I would do is eat what they ate, but bigger portions. And as I worked the program and all of the angst started, you know, being released from me, my portions got smaller. And that just happened over time. So I don't eat a whole chicken anymore, but I used to. And I, you know, I just had to do that. I had to eat a whole chicken where somebody would have a chicken breast. And then it got smaller and smaller. And now, you know, now it's a breast and I'm full. But it wasn't like that before. So I just had to let it go down as my weight went down. I hope that answered. Hi, Lo. Julie, right? Um, what character defect of yours continues to pop up and how, how does it manifest itself? And what do you do about it? Julie asked, what character defect pops up and what do I do about it? I try not to act on it, but I try to do my writing. And when I did steps, do sex, step six and seven, which I do writing a lot, um, I just try to look for the opposite. So if I'm mad at my husband because I have anger, because he doesn't, you know, do things the way I do things, and he doesn't, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I'm type A, and I have, if a light bulb is out, I would die. I would have to go change it right now. <laughs> and he's not like that. It's like, a light bulb's out. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, you know, he might get to it that day. Well, I, I can't take it. So I have to do a lot of writing and praying. I breathe. I write. I pray. I complain to girlfriends. I do what I have to do. And I complain to him sometimes because I can't take it. So I just, I just do a lot of writing. I write and I, um, I pray. I try to always see what the opposite is. And the opposite of my anger is just I love him, you know, and he's going to do it differently. And I could get up off my ASS and change the damn life ball myself too which I've, I've learned that I get to do that I'm not helpless I could just do it myself so but I, um, I do a lot of writing that answer at all I hope um, and then Dawn would like to know what your concept of a higher power is you said the picture my concept of a higher power <laughs> Dawn <laughs> okay <laughs> what's that he wanted to make sure you knew it was is that Dawn Passman Different Don? Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, when I first came into the program, as I said, I was pointed to page 53, which God is everything or God is nothing. Which one will I decide? So what I did is um, there's, a, there's somebody named Ken in our program. He's an older man. He lives in the valley. And he said he was speaking at the aliens one night, and he said that he cannot stop a wave and he cannot make a wave in an ocean. And so whatever does that is his higher power. And so what I thought, well, okay, I love waves, I love the ocean, but I really like rainbows too. So I decided whoever makes rainbows is going to be my higher power. And it's just grown over the years. It's just some, uh, just an entity that's not me that can help me do better in the world than I could do on my own. Because my own caused me to be 280 pounds, mean, angry, not part of the society that I wanted to be. So... Um, Anyway, so that's my concept of a higher power is just somebody who's going to, it's my higher angel. And I don't know, I'm not religious, I'm Jewish by, by birth, but not by religion, really. And I just think that the higher power is, there's a devil on my shoulder that's my disease and a higher power. And my higher power is like Bam Bam from the Flintstones, Bam Bam. And he's bamming the disease. And that's what it is. I don't have to make it complicated. I just don't have to. It doesn't have to be me, and it has to keep me thin and not in the food. So, Bam Bam's here. The disease is here, and he's batting the crap out of it. 
I'm on film. I can't believe I'm saying it, but that's true. It's true. Bam, bam. Oh, yeah, but yes, your, your question. Yes. Um, so my question is, uh, is your husband a normie? And if so, how did you convey the importance of your program and, you know, uh, and work programs with, yes, in your marriage? My, my husband's a normie. He, yes, he's a normie. We have lots of food in our house that's not mine. And I have lots of food that's not his because he wouldn't eat what I eat. We never, we don't even eat the same kind of food together. I mean, we, we rarely eat the same thing every day. And, um, but we eat together, but we just don't eat the same food. How did I convey that in the beginning? I told, I remember we were hiking one day, like brand new in our relationship, and I just told him. And how does, how do you tell when I look like this? How do I tell somebody I weighed to a, there's no concept. So I showed him the pictures, but I showed him the pictures. He came with me to a meeting and he heard me speak. Because I, I, I led a meeting, and I showed the pictures, and that's when he saw what I looked like before. So he didn't know before, because it's impossible. How could somebody know that? How could somebody know Jack used to weigh 325, right? Yeah, how could somebody know that looking at his little body now? So, you know, the same thing. is. So I just, he got to know me, and he got to know my character, and then he got to love me. So, but he, it's impossible to make somebody, he doesn't have to understand. He has to respect that I tell him that this is important to me. It's more important than he is to be honest with you. And he's the most important thing in my life except for my abstinence. So um, I, have, I, I never had to tell him that, that he, it's more important than him, but it is. And um, so I just, he gets to respect me because I told him, I, said, I just asked. I said, you know, this is the most important thing in my life and I, I, I'm going to go to my meetings. And he knows everybody from OA. He knows people that come to my house. And it's just part of our life. I just go to meetings. It's just part of our life. So it's not like a big deal. You know, and if I if I ever got gain weight again, I don't know if he I don't know what he would do. I, but it's never going to happen. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he would have fallen in love with me and dated me if I weighed 280. But you know, because I because I was such a mean person at that time, I was a different personality than I am now. I'm just so sweet now. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so does that answer? Okay. Yes, it works out fine. Um, could you elaborate on the 40 minutes of writing in the morning that you mentioned? Is it all step work or is it another prompt? Does it vary? I, okay, did, they, did they hear the question? Okay. Um, I start off with my weight and then I write what my abstinence is. And this reminds me every day what my abstinence is. I write it down every day. I write down what my food plan is every day. And then I start doing a 10th step. And what I do is, what did I do okay yesterday? Because I write in the morning. I do not. I can't. I do not go in my office and start turning on the computer at night. I don't. I will. I will not do that. So I do it in the morning. So I. I do exactly what it says in the big book. I review my day from the day before. What did I do right? What did I do that I could do better? What are the character defects? All that stuff. It just goes out in my writing. It just. It just pours out of me. It's like pages of just pouring out of me all the stuff. I'm so surprised at age 69, retired 20 years, that so much is going on in my life still. My life is really a lot. You know, I, I, I volunteer a lot. I have family. I have friends. I have a lot going on. So um, it's a lot of writing. And then I go, and I'm, I'm writing from the big book now. But I've written on a lot of books just step by step by step. Now I'm doing the big book. And I do, it's, I take a par- the paragraph, the next paragraph, whatever I am, and I write it, I write it out, and then I write on it 
and then I do a gratitude list. It takes around maybe half hour, 40 minutes every morning. And that's what I do. So I'm not going to say, if you want me to, you want me to, you want to read my 10th step, I can send it to you. But it's not, you know, it's just my, my daily stuff. It's just my daily, all that, um, you know, stuff that goes on and my, what, and I review. So if I owe an amends, I could make it. Uh, you know, I have resentments. I have things that people do that I don't like. And I get to process it. I go to therapy for that, too. So all that stuff, I just, it goes all on my, um, in my writing in the morning. That's as detailed as I could get. That's what I do. It's not, you know, it's just from the big book. It really is all this stuff, you know. And gratitude is pouring out of me all the time. Just pouring out. There's so much good stuff. Just think about it. I, I have breakfast by my pool every morning with my husband and the dog, three dogs. It's like a beautiful home. It's like, it's a lot to be grateful for. So, you know, and I don't have to hurt myself with food ever again. And that's a lot to be grateful for. Hello. There's another Hi. question. Thank you um, so much for your lead. Um, my question is, how do you handle um, your feelings today versus before? And what helps you the most on a daily basis to deal with the demons? How do I handle my feelings and what do I do on a daily basis, like as I did before and as I do now? I think, okay, so before I had a spoon in hand, <laughs> and now I have, I had a spoon in hand, that's how I handled everything. If it was nice feelings too, every feeling, I had a spoon in hand, and I would eat until I passed out every night, that's what I did. Um, and now I have a pen in hand or a phone in hand, because I make phone calls too, or text, I don't text that much, as far as like, if something's going on, I'm not, I don't text it, I, write, I call people actually and talk to people, but I write and I talk to people, I have language, that, language skills I'd ever had before. So when I was in the food and I was obese and I was, I, I didn't have any, any language skills. So what I would do is just eat to stuff everything down because I, I couldn't talk. It was almost like a baby not being able to talk. And so I have language skills now. So I could, I pray a lot and I breathe and then I could um, clarify my situation to the person. But after I talk to my sponsor usually, if I'm angry, and I, I run things by her constantly, I run things by my husband, you know, and I, I'm, I could say if I'm angry it's, you know, at him, I can say this really makes me upset, you know, that you don't change the light bulb fast enough. You know, and I don't, it doesn't mean he's going to change the light bulb fast enough, faster, it's just I tell him it, it makes me nervous. He can decide if he wants to, you know, change it or not faster. I'm just using that as an example. There's no light bulbs out or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking about that because we were somewhere in public and there was a light bulb out yesterday and I went crazy. <laughs> 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 it's like, I, I, what can I do? I'm not going to go, you know, in a restaurant. We were in a restaurant. No, movie theater. And we I couldn't change the light bulb. So, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I do. I use the program. The program works. And I have to put down the food and, and pick up the pen. That's all I could say is no food, pen. Thank you. You're very welcome. We have another one on Zoom. Can you elaborate on what you did when your metabolism died at 60? <laughs> yes. Can I? Oh, you may heard it. Okay. We were in the current. Can I elaborate what happened when my metabolism died at age 60? Yes. Okay, so we were in the Caribbean for my 60th birthday, and that's not when it happened exactly, but so it's my weight. Okay, perimenopause, I was in my 130s in weight, and, you know, really, and I, could, I don't know if I'll ever, I don't think I should ever get back there. That was really thin. And, um, and then I was in my, one, like, normal now, and what would happen was I, my food stayed the same 
which was like, you know, but I always ate, anyway, my food was the same, so I had to exercise more and start moving my body more in my 60s, and it's still, my weight went up a bit, and I had to work my program and work my program and work my program because it wasn't the food, it was, I, I don't know if I could talk about it because it's an outside issue, it's something called um, insulin resistance where I became resistant to uh, any kind of starch, and I did research, I went to UCLA, I went to Cedars, and they did not know, have a clue what to do. So I was listening to the radio, and a doctor came on and talked about insulin resistance. I stopped eating starch, and my weight went back down, and here I am today. So I had to keep working my program, talking to my friends and program, and just kept on, kept on at it until I found a food plan that accommodates my body. But it's only my body. Everybody's not insulin resistant. And that's what I did. So it took a few years of going to, I went to specialists who didn't know what they were doing. The lady at UCLA said, the doctor at UCLA said, when you figure it out, let me know. I've gained a few pounds. It's like I paid you $1,300 for a blood test and you did what you're telling me. It was more than $1,300. That's what happened. And I go, to, I go to UCLA, I go to Cedars and they say, you could get gastric bypass. And I weighed like 150 something. I go, I go, you're looking at me and telling me to do it anyway. So I can't listen to professionals, obviously. But this one doctor who's in New York was on the radio. I started doing my research with my brain that God gave me, and I got the weight off. And I'm keeping it off very easily the past couple of years. So I don't know. That's what happened. Terrell. Hey, can you talk about step 11? Oh, yes, I can. I think 10 seconds. In 10 seconds. <laughs> Can I talk about step 11? Yes, Dr. Prayer. Yes. Um, I, I belong to a religious organization that's a spiritual philosophy, and we do prayer and meditation. I'm a practitioner of that. And so I pray, and I meditate daily, and I pray in a certain way, and I pray for God's will and the power to carry it out. I don't pray for my will, because my will would be for half the people in this country to be dead. <laughs> to be quite frank. So I pray for God's will and the power and the courage to carry it out. And I do have an actual prayer way I pray. And it's just the way we do it in, our, in my spiritual community. And I can tell you more later. I'd love to talk to you. But, that's what I, but I do that. I'm very serious about step 11. Am I done? Oh, I am? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking me that. Okay, am I, okay well, I'm not turning up the meeting, am I? No. Okay, okay, okay. okay. It's just...